This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So, a couple of things first. First of all, oop, we got a little hum. Soul Shine and the music, it is the songs today and just the love these guys pour into sharing with us every week. And I love coming in before I get to share with you and hearing them warm up and just connecting with them. And so give them some love, please. I want to give you some love for your um, vivaciousness and also your awesome shoes. And I mean, it is a like while she's doing celebrations, running around in those high heels, amazing. So give her a hand. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, there's so many volunteers, you, you know, that help us as we get greeted, as we. You know, I, I came in this morning and somebody was uh, making coffee and helping out and just everywhere you look. And so that's, to me, what I really have missed is this community feeling. How many of you have missed that? Yes. And, um, you know, like Nico and Yakov and, and Nolan step, stepping in to help and do AV while, you know, the parents are on the road enjoying life right now. And it's not always going to be perfect, but... What community does is we work it out, right? It's like, yeah, that's part of the deal. I mean, if you, if you really understand, like, there are really no accidents. Like, we hear that. How many heard this? It's not an accident. You know, there are no accidents. We hear that wonderful term. But everything that seems to be a challenge, in my opinion, um, is for us. And it helps us to step into being more of who we are if we pay attention. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. So first of all, let's do this. Before we do that, um, it is nice to see some more people here today and some more energy. And so turn to somebody and just say, life looks good on you. Just say that really quick. <laughs> good. Now turn back to them and say, thank you for noticing. Great. So last week, um, we talked about, and, and again, I want to um, take a moment to say, I, I bit off a big subject last week called creation. Okay? That's no small thing to try to fit into a talk on Sunday morning, and we, we could literally do something on creation and all its aspects for literally months, and I'm not kidding. Um, And so I was really trying my best to give it to you in a way that would allow you to start to have a maybe another insight, another viewpoint, and then something that you could actually use in your life. And I went a little bit over on my time, so I'm going to endeavor to tighten it up this week and pay attention to that. So um, I, just get, I just get in a place where the outcome is to share and I have to pay attention also to the rest of the world sometimes, which I don't always do, so I apologize. <laughs> so um, today we're going to jump into cause and effect. And uh, this is really 
the first emanation of rules in the illusory world, if we're going to put it that way. So last week, let's get, do a really quick review, okay? So you have endless world, you have endless light, a, the creator, which is not a thing, it just is, emanating perfect love, perfect perfection, with no boundaries. And now we start to have something that becomes another. And the first emanation, the first creation, in Course, it talk, Course of Miracles, it talks about a tiny mad idea where the Son of God himself remembered not to laugh. And what that means is that everything that is not is, everything that is not is, let's just go down here, we'll talk about it from down here, everything that is not is, is not real. Because if you have is, remember we talked about last week, God is and nothing else is. So if you have is, anything that's not that isn't real. That's why in the beginning of the Course it says, nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. So let's just say down here in this place, we're from, where are we from? We're from the is, right? But when we step down and we have duality, when we have contrast, when we have those other things that we get caught into, which are not from the real, and if you were to say God is one word, what would the word be? Love. So anything that is not love is not real. How many are with me so far? Is that pretty simple? <laughs> Intellectually. <laughs> and and this, is, this is the rub. So why? why? Right? Giving creator creates a vessel to receive its give, givingness, to receive its bestowal. That's what happened. We talked about that last week, right? And then it's perfect giving, perfect receiving. It's still in this world. And at some point, the receiving, and we're doing a quick review, right? The receiving end of it said, oh, I can't just keep getting all this love, per perfect, unbelievable, you wouldn't even, we couldn't even fathom what that love is, the receiving, if it was pure. We couldn't even fathom it in our human bodies. We wouldn't actually be able to take it. But that perfect giving is being received, and now it's just being <clears throat> soaked in for eons. The, the, the mystics say that I study, they say an infinite amount of time goes by of perfect giving, perfect receiving. So it could be wrong. Is the receiving from the giver, yes or no? Is it made from the is? Are you made from the is? You are a vessel. So then what happens is, real quick, all of a sudden there's this Awareness, the tiny mad idea. That's the awareness. I want to be a creator too. I don't just want to be a taker. I want to be a giver. Why? Because the giver is what this is made out of, but it hasn't woken up to it yet. I want to be a giver too. That's the tiny mad idea. 
And why did the Son of God, which is the first creation, we just call it that, the first extension, why is that? Why did he remember not to laugh? Because if he would have laughed, he would have said, ah, I can't be anything but the one. So then it wouldn't have any contrast. So here's the deal. I'm going to, I'm going to, everything I'm going to share with you today is an aspect of this. Even this uh, little bit of humor I'm going to share with you. So <laughs> there's a woman who came out to the parking lot, and I think she was over here at Winco, and she had locked her keys in the car. And so she goes back in, and she gets a coat hanger from them inside. She comes back out. She's trying to get her, you know, key, your thing unlocked. She's working on it for a long time. No, no luck. Big, bad, burly guy rides up on a Harley, right? Leather jacket, everything. Sees what she's doing. He jumps off his motorcycle, says, ma'am, give me that. And he gets over there. Within eight seconds, he unlocks the door. <laughs> and the woman says, oh, Thank you, God, for sending such a nice person to help me with this. And he's got tats, and he's huge, and he says, Ma'am, I am not a nice person. I just got out of jail for auto theft. And she says, Thank you, God, for also sending me a professional. So when we dropped down and that vessel shattered because it said, I want to be a creator too, and it pushed away the givingness, which can't stop, by the way. It's always emanating. But it said, I want to try something different. And the light reflected back. And can you imagine being impure, the most... You're in the love of creation, quite literally, for eons. And then all of a sudden, you don't feel it for a second, right? You put your hands up, you block it. And all of a sudden, there is there a void. This is where the space was created. If you imagine what had to fill that, that's where the illusion of space was created. Imagine a, you put your hands up into the sun, is there a shadow behind it? Follow? And so now there's space, there's the void. And that, the vessel said, oh, I don't like that feeling. Right? This is where he remembered not to laugh. Because the feeling is an illusion. Took the hands away to get back the light again, to get back that energy, and boom, the vessel shattered into all creation. All this creation, which is, by the way, an illusion, a story. It's a movie. Why did that happen? Again, we'll go back. So that we could experience in a way, this is a metaphor, it's not quite accurate, but experience in a way being the creator. And we can't experience being the creator unless we forgot we were the creator. Because does the is need to remember it's a creator? We need to remember it's infinite. And so the is created something that was an illusion that looked finite, that looked like it was separated, that looked like it was not of it. So pretty cool system, right? Like think about that system, okay? 
is is all there is. That's all there ever can be. You're made from that. That's why you're in the image and likeness of God. We're all part of that, but we had to forget we were part of it so that we could remember that we were creators. <laughs> wow, that's pretty freaking awesome, right? And what is the remembering? It's everything that's the illusion. So what, why do we remember? What are we remembering for? We're remembering to get back to our own isness. That's the whole movie you made. So, what is that? <laughs> I'm going to stand in the light for a minute. Just take that in. <laughs> so that's the whole movie each of us made. And so we're all part of the exact same story, illusion, movie, looking at it from a different perspective. We cannot be apart from one another. We can believe we are, we can believe we're separate, we can believe this person's doing this and I'm doing this, and, and the greatest illusion is that we have a body. Oh, this feels like it's mine and me and who I am, and I look in the mirror and I, you know, and, and, and if anybody's ever met anybody who's had a near-death experience, by the way, or been one of those people, you start to, like, realize that most of those people who have had a real near-death experience never fear death. Why? Because there's no body, like they just go, the body's nothing. So, the first law that was created in this illusion was the law of cause and effect. And basically, the law of cause and effect, very simply, is the law of contrast. It's the law of, I think I do something and something else happens. Which is actually true in the illusion. Why did that have to be created? Why did that have to be manifest in order for us to be creators? Is there any time, space, lag time, anything with the is? Zero. So in order to feel the creation, there had to be an illusion of time and space. Because if I just thought something and it just manifested right away, there would be no learning. There would be no journey. There would be no, it's like there would be no play. There would be no movie, right? What it, and so what is every movie, every play, every story, every story of your life, which is all the same thing? They're all movies, they're all plays, they're all written in a way to do one thing, to bring balance back to the system. So that's why you have a hero and a villain, right? Working out balance. That's the whole movie you ever watched is something's out of balance and there's somebody that has a higher connection that's going to bring it back into balance. This is the same movie that's playing out inside of you. Oh, we have video maybe? Okay, let me know if you can play the video. I'm going to read one quote here while we're doing that. Because they don't... Oh, let me get this. Sorry. So... This is from uh, the Divine Iliad. Oh, wonderful. 
What? <laughs> Look at this, man. Cause and effect. In nature, all effects of motion, and where does motion happen? Does it happen up here in the is, or does it happen down here? Down here. In nature, all effects of motion repeat their kind as though mirrored from cause and effect. Misery inflicted by greed and selfishness is radared back to the giver as misery. Likewise, the giver of love begets love by the same law. So, Remember we talked about when we came, last week when we came down to this world, we have this cause and we have this illusion now that we're playing in and everything's fractal apart and we're returning home. That's the whole journey to get back home to isness, right? And we're doing that whole thing. What, what is cause and effect? What is misery? What is suffering for, right? You think about all the mystics, all the people that Buddha said, enlightenment, he'd never talk about what it was. All he'd say was the end of suffering, right? Because it's the end of the illusion. When Jesus says the Father and I are one, he had no illusion anymore. Make sense? He was not in the illusion. So did he feel pain? No. When he was on the cross, he felt no pain because pain is an illusion of separation. So let's go to the next quote. Can you hit the next one, guys? How are we doing on time? Oh, I got seven minutes. Holy crap. Okay. I can't believe how fast I go. Literally, it's like time warp. All right. So I'm going to just have to jump. I'm actually, I'm going to just jump into this. Oh, I want to share so much with you guys. It's so hard. All right. So I'm going to tell you a story. Do you have the video, by the way? Okay, too long, too long, forget it. <laughs> okay. If you want to show the video, let's just do that now because I, this will be a good place for us to sort of dive in. And if not, we can, I can roll another way. Is there sound? Okay, no worries. No video. We're just going to go with it. I'm going to do a different story. I'm going to pull this one out of somewhere else. <laughs> what story am I going to tell? <laughs> oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. This is great. This is actually better. Okay. <laughs> so, Gandhi. Again, there was some interesting parts of his life, but he was on a quest for truth. And I have never studied a soul who in his body in real life changed the world for so many people. And not having any title, any position, just basically a man in his own homemade loincloth that he made from his own spindle. And imagine this, South Africa, 1896, uh, 1893 to 96, he goes through a, a deep process of awakening by getting thrown off a train. He was a lawyer. He got thrown off a train because of the color of his skin. And he said, this has to change. And from there was born all nonviolence, everything else he taught. Fast forward, he does his work in South Africa, goes back to India, 
and they're going through British rule and this whole transition, right? And he does what he does with nonviolence. I'm really shortening the story uh, to get to a point where now India is freed from British rule because he pushes against using the laws of love, but also the laws of awakening that part of us that is love. By letting people beat on them without fighting back, it woke up their hearts and they had to leave. You understand? If, he, if they would have fought back, game over. In fact, when they did fight back, he went and fasted. So now everybody's British rule decides to leave. Then this happens. The Muslims and the Hindus the people who have worked so hard to get the British out of there start fighting and killing each other. Now the brothers, their own brothers and sisters are killing one another. And Gandhi is heartbroken. Heartbroken. And he says, I'm going to Calcutta and I'm going to fast. And he starts a fast. By the way, he fasted for 40 years days. But he said, I will not stop fasting till every single person has put down every stick, every stone, every pitchfork. And it goes on and on. And, you know, he's really close. His kidneys are giving out everything else. And finally, all of India stops literally fighting. And they, they say it's done, but right the day, a couple days before this happened, one man stormed onto the roof where he was on his daybed fasting and sit, threw a loaf of bread on his body and said, eat the bread, you have to live because I've done, I'm going to hell and you have to live. You can't do this to everyone. He says, why are you going to hell? He says, because in the fighting... I killed a little boy. Why did you kill a little boy, Gandhi says. He says, because in the fighting, they killed my son and my wife. And I was so angry, I killed a little boy. He said, so I'm going to hell. You have to eat, you have to live. And Gandhi thinks, and, he's, and he says, I know the way out of hell. Now, see, this man was a Hindu, and he killed a Muslim boy. And Gandhi says to him, you'll go find a boy who's been orphaned in the fighting, about the same age as the boy you killed and your son. You'll find that boy, and you'll take him, and you'll raise him as your own. And this boy must be a Muslim and you, a Hindu, must raise him as a Muslim. Cause and effect. So all cause will create harmony, chaos, suffering, pain, fear, if it's done from the place of separation. So anything that you do that is life-taking, a judgment, a doubt, an insult, any of those things are going to create more feeling of separation in the world of cause and effect. Anything you do in aligned with love 
We'll repair that. We'll bring it back to this isness. So can I read one last quote? Do I have time? I have 29 seconds. Okay, I'm going to do it. <laughs> if I can see, if we, uh, hold on one second. No, I'm going to do one here. Sorry, guys, because we don't have what I thought we'd have. Okay. The true resolution rests entirely on mastery through love. So your entire way home, your entire peace, your entire journey back to isness, the resolution rests entirely on love. In the interim, however, the sense of conflict is inevitable. So what we're feeling in the world right now, what we're feeling globally right now, and we've been feeling for many, many years, is that cause and effect playing out. Now the good news is that as we get pressed by the world, by our circumstances, by everything else, we have to start going and looking in, 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 and getting resolution of love within ourself first. Did, did Gandhi have that, by the way? He resolved it in him first before he could share it with somebody else. That's why he knew the way out of hell. And there is a way to actually bend time and space and go back to the things in your life that you thought were horrible or bad things that you did or causes that weren't envious and repair those before now. There's a way to do that. I can't get into it now because we don't have time, so that's interesting. Um, so, however... The sense of conflict is inevitable since you have placed yourself in a position where you believe in the power of what does not exist. So there is only one thing, and it's the pure emanation of is and love. And in the song this morning, holy, 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 when you can start to see God in all, in all, in all the craziness, if you can see that isness is there pointing you back home through love, compassion, service, and doing something that repairs it rather than fighting against it. Did Gandhi repair it? Help this man repair it? Yes or no? So we're going to make mistakes. We're going to have conflicts. We're going to fall. But the goal is, can I repair that to bring it back to wholeness. That's the journey of remembering. Suffering is the journey till we don't suffer anymore. So, holy, 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 in the, in the Bible, it talks about the seraphim angels who protected the throne of God, the most holy place. And these six-winged angels would constantly be saying holy 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 and worshiping the isness that was everywhere that's in you so the last thing i'll say is our goal is to see god in all that's the goal and if you can't see god in all in a sense you can't see god at all So that is our journey, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the journey. You've, you've chose it, by the way, every one of you. Every one of you, before you came into this illusion, 
said, I want to play a game that's worth playing. That's the reason the soul gets incarnated. I want to play a game that's worth playing. And what makes it worth it is you have to earn it. And you have to transform your nature from one of taking to one of giving. And that's where the light is revealed. And the last thing I'll say is we're moving into a time where that is more needed than ever. Where you can see past the illusion and see that I have a chance to transform this pain into compassion, to love, to service. And we've been in that time, but it's, in my opinion, it's, we're, it's beautiful because we're trying to balance out right now, but it's intense. It's intense. And so that's why we need community. That's why we need each other. And that's why, especially, we've got to remember love. So I love you all. Thank you very much.